Are you ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> you got your earbuds? Yeah, I got them in, so should be good to go. So I got to ask you, because the podcast is called Behind the Wheel, are you always behind the wheel? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. So living in Baltimore, in the inner city, I was present when the Freddie Gray riots occurred. Baltimore was actually the first city in America to come up with a essentially legal way to ban African-Americans' property ownership within white residential areas. Nation is a two-sided marketplace where we introduce artisanal and emerging uh, brands, mainly snack brands, to consumers at key moments where they're most engaged. Hi, I'm Derek, and this is Behind the Wheel, a show dedicated to highlighting the accomplishments of ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things within the communities. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you find your podcast. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Oxley, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at the Creative Running Collection, an eclectic ensemble of artists from all walks of life and disciplines. I mean, we're talking established to want to be writers, actors, directors, artists, bloggers, vloggers, videographers, podcasters, journalists, producers, and editors who are passionate about creating content for running and entertainment purposes. Still, but more importantly, they inspire people to pursue a healthy lifestyle by helping them identify their purpose, maximize their potential accelerate their growth and continuing the cycle. In other words, they help people IMAC their life. So, if you've got some hidden talent and you're looking for a safe place to express, own, and display your talent, shoot them an email at the Behind the Wheel Morning Show at gmail.com. If you're an entrepreneur, a small business owner, or know of an entrepreneur, a small business owner looking to advertise in the Behind the Wheel podcast, but weren't certain as to whether or not there was a possibility, we have eliminated all the guesswork. It certainly is a reality. Who's this we you're talking about? You know it's just you. I now we're gonna go with we. We now have be going with we? I think we're gonna go with we. Let's try. We now have the ability for you to sponsor an episode. How cool is that? Your ad can run pre-mid or post-roll. Simply visit coffee.com forward slash btw podcast the details will be in the show notes that's ko hyphen fi dot com forward slash btw podcast and one of the cool things about coffee.com is it allows supporters of the show to buy me a cup of coffee you all know i like coffee so shout out to latoya shante soul inspired kimberly hall and Kim Isaiah. That's why I'm all hyped up on this coffee. Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Behind the Wheel. I'm your host, Derek Baby Ox, Video, D Rock, D Livingstone. Another day here in Wally World, Connecticut, at the uh, satellite location at the DMD. Yesterday, I was uh, I started the episode in um, in the house, in the studio, and then it started acting a little wonky. So I came down here. To finish up the episode and, you know, uploaded it and everything and went back to the house uh, to, to, to get a couple other things done. Started sewing, you know, I made this, 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 uh, this Nick mask. It just came out really nice. So I'm sitting down there sewing. I'm trying to get to, um, get to Bridgeport. And I wanted to check out the pattern because this was a, it was a different design. It wasn't the same design that I had, that I had worked on previously. So I was watching the video. I watched the lady, you know, I didn't I didn't download the the pattern. I just watched her make it and then made my pattern from that or whatever. 
So I'm going through it. And I'm wanting to find out how she, you know, you know, she did the construction. So I went to turn on the video on my, uh, you know, to go to YouTube. I had the video all queued up. I go to YouTube and I can't get online. And I'm supposed to be showing these, you know. Now I'm like, why is this not working? So I call up Verizon because during the, the pandemic, they, they, they gave me this, this runaround, you know, and they say they're recording this episode for their, um, this call for training and educational purposes. I said, okay, I'm recording too because I may be using this for a podcast. You guys are giving me the runaround here. And so, you know, I have a couple of recordings, you know, of uh, Verizon con- conference calls where they're trying to correct the um, the video, the video, the uh, the trouble with the, uh, the connectivity with my cellular device. Like, what's going on? Oh well, they got towers that they're, they're, they're tearing down, and somebody's coming. Out. They had one story after another. I'm like, it's just best to just tell people the truth. I don't know what's happening. You know, I don't know what's going on. Well. I don't know what's happening. Let me just let me just be honest with you. And and I think people in retail are creative. They just people just start making up stuff. And the worst thing you can do, good morning. Worst thing you can do is just tell somebody something and it's and they they find out that you're lying to them. You just lose all credibility. I'm like, why, why, why lie? Just just be honest with me. And then to catch him, then it's like, but I, I didn't say that. I got you on recording. I got you on the recording that you said that. You want me to play back the recording for you? No. So I go there. I, I'm, I'm, now I'm pissed because this the iPad should work. And the first thing that the representative says to me is, um, oh, I see you don't use much data on the, um, on the iPad. I'm like, yeah, because your connectivity sucks. So I wind up having to come down to the D&D to log in or whatever. And I use it for, why you worry about why you, which data, how much data I use on the device? What are you looking at the device and then somebody cut it off? So now I'm thinking, I'm, I'm getting real cynical, you know. I don't know if that comes with old age or whatever, or you just start feeling like, I'm, I'm, I'm just really not trusting. Like, like feeling like, yo, you, you, um, something is not right here, man. So we go through a couple of troubleshooting things. He has me do a couple of things. The last thing he says is, okay, you know, I think we're going to have to wipe the entire thing. So now I'm like, I go into like a panic, man. I'm like, nah, man. I mean, I, 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 did, did you back up your material? I haven't backed up my iPad. You, you back up your material? Well, I haven't, I haven't backed up this iPad and I don't know how long. So I'm like, okay, well, do I have, what, what do I have on here? And the most of the stuff that I have, um, is it something I could do without? So I'm like, okay, all right, fine, let's do it. And I go to hit the button, you know, you get the prompt, you sure? This is what you want to do? I'm like, okay, maybe, do I really want to do this? Do I? Do I? And I, all right, let's go ahead. Let's do it. And I press the button. And then it asked me for um, your Apple ID. Now I can't remember my Apple ID. So now I'm, I'm, now I'm torn. I'm like, what? This, I can't do this right now. I get off the phone with the guy and I go into Verizon and I speak to a live person, you know, two guys standing outside, me and this white guy standing outside because they said they got a big sign on the easel, wait here for assistance. So we're standing there, we're waiting there, we're having a conversation. 
And at that point, I was pissed. I was like, I could see how someone might be on the edge. You know, they might be on the edge of 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 their uh, of life. And this this incident with Verizon just kind of like threw them over the edge. And now they're pissed. Now they're upset. You know, they want they want revenge. They want they want justice. You know, so they get up and they leave from their house or whatever reason, maybe road rage kicks in or whatever. And so now they're out there and they're, and they're pissed. And I'm telling this guy, I could see how somebody could, if they're not in their right mind, something like this. This incident is what caused them to go. This was the thing. This was the straw that broke the camel's back. This was this was it. They were pissed. Verizon, the man, the big corporation is trying to crush the small guy. And, you know, I told him I had some previous episodes, previous recordings. And I'm like, yo. I, I might make a podcast out of this. He's like, you know, that would be something I would tune into. So we're standing outside the Verizon waiting for somebody to come assist us. I tell him this whole story. He's standing there. We're talking. An older black man comes up in a pickup truck. Hawks comes in, walks right in the door. <laughs> we look at each other like, yo, why would we, why would we standing here? Maybe this sign is for another time? He goes in the store, makes a payment, you know, and then walks out. Like, why? I don't know why y'all was standing here, but he got his, he got taken care of. And then eventually somebody came in and, uh, and, and spoke to us or whatever. You know, spoke to him. He got in, he got his, 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 uh, his turn. And then it was my turn. So I explained to the lady, yo, listen, this iPad here, I'm not, I don't have any service. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know, I'll do what I can. You know, the, the, the typical, oh, man, uh, you know, she was being empathetic. You know, she's following the script. I say, okay, let's, let's, let's go through a, a couple of things. You know, can I get you to, um, can I get you your, your password for, uh, you know, get you to sign into your account or whatever? I'm like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that is. All right, you know what? We'll find another solution. Um, do you have your driver's license with you? Thing. I've said, okay, she, she's a solution. She's a, she's a problem solver. I give her the driver's license. She's able to get into the account. Boom. We're in the account. And so she says, okay, let's, um, can you pop it out of the case? And let's, let's take the SIM card out. So the guy had me pull the SIM card out. What he said was just pull it out slightly and push it back in. I did that. Nothing happened. She took the SIM card completely out of the case took the SIM out of the tray, put it back in, waited a couple of minutes, popped it in, we're good to go. And I'm saying to myself, you see, it's, it's, it's all comes down to people. That's what it comes, at the end of the day, it comes down to your people. If you know, like if you're describing something to a person, you should be able to relay the information so they understand what you're talking about. Like, if you want me to take it out of the tray, am I supposed to take it out of the tray? Pull it out completely? Take the SIM card out? Put the SIM card back into the tray? And then reinsert it, and you're good to go? Not wipe out my entire data? That should be like the last resort. Huh. If I knew my password, if I knew my Apple ID password, or if I didn't want to, if I went through the, the hoops to, uh, reset the password, I would have wiped out all the data on my iPad. 
I mean, I should, moral of the story, I should probably back up my iPad. I've got to be connected to a power source to do that. I should probably back up on a regular basis. I'm going to become a little bit more, you know, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to become a little bit more uh, religious, ritualistic. Yeah. So, I don't know if you read the questions on the post. It's, um, oh, that, uh, I hope you didn't see that. Yeah, well, yeah, let me move that over here. Mm. So the questions, before I get to that, though, before we get to the question, before we get to the question, there's this thing, there's this um, story that's in the news, and everybody heard, heard it. You know, Daniel Cameron, you know, he's a Republican. Um, he's got a, he's got, you know, he's, 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 He's got a white wife. Like, I don't really care who he sleeps with. But he ain't sleeping with me, so I don't I don't care. Some people care. Some people get very concerned. You know, I walk past a couple sometimes, you know, a mixed couple or whatever. And they might go through, they might feel the what's up, Mike? They might feel some kind of way. Like, I don't, I don't, I just like I don't get caught up with like who you who you who you banging. Like I, that that doesn't. That doesn't make a difference to me. Like, like that's that's who you like. That's who, that's who you're with. And you're walking down the street. Like, if I see you, I see you. You know, if we we make eye contact or whatever, I give. Hey, you know, it's just normal thing. You know, sometimes I'm in my New York zone where you 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 just you're just focused or whatever. And sometimes you catch someone's eye and you know you you acknowledge each other's presence and and that's it. It's the like I'm not casting judgment like you. You become less or more black or whatever. I, I don't care. What I do care about, though, is, you know, he's in a position to 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 make change. And he, he's a Republican. I mean, what, what are you expecting, like, for him to do? Like, like and so somebody roasted him. They, 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 they roasted him. I'm like, okay, that was nice. It's funny. But that doesn't bring Brianna back. Like, so what do we do? Like, I just laughed. Like, what am, what am I? I couldn't even sit down and listen to the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, wait a second, man. This is like, and one of the comments, I, I scrolled down to the comments. One of the guy's comments was like, yo, listen, man, um, that's nice. I, I don't want to be that dude or whatever. But like a roasting session is not going to bring back Brianna Taylor. You know, mocking this guy and, and, and doing all this other stuff. It's not, it's not going to bring her back. Like, what do we do? Like, I need, like, strategy, a plan. Like, how are you going to make some changes? Like, if we just, we just upset, we just, we just get emotional. That's what used to just bother me about, like, I started going to church or whatever because it becomes like a routine and you know, like, you know when the organ starts going, playing, um, that this is, this, this is going to be a high point. You know, the sermon is building up. You know, it's theatrical. It's like, I don't want somebody playing with my emotions, man. No, no. Don't play. We're just, we emotional people and people kind of feed into that. And then you, you get people all riled up and emotionally. Like, nah, I need, I need to stop and think. Like, what do we do next? So now we upset. You, you upset, and now you got somebody playing with your emotions, and, and our, our, our thing to do is to make fun of... That's, like, so juvenile. That's what people... Make fun of some kid because... Whatever, because they different or whatever. That, we still doing that as adults? Like, you don't, you don't like this guy because of his apil, uh, political affiliation, the decisions that he made, you know, hiding behind the grand jury, 
Vote him out of office. You know? Did you come out? He won by a very small percentage, like 53, 57%. He won by a very small percentage. People seen, did you, do, do you know what his, his, his stance was on, on issues? You just seen a, a face and y'all just voted for him and now you, you got buyer's remorse? You know, it's a little difference when I go and I, and I purchase something from Marshalls and, and then I get home and I'm like, hmm. Do I really want to keep these? I don't, I don't think I really needed these. I could have did with the macaroni instead. I could have did with the pasta. I think I'm going to take these back. That's a simple fix. But this guy's in office now. Now what are you doing? Now you got this situation. Now you upset. You upset? Now what you going to do? Did you follow? Are you following like the local, the local elections? Are you queued in? You know what's going on? Are you going to the town hall meetings? Are you looking to see who's on the ballot? Or are you just, you just dancing, upset, laughing? <laughs> it's not a laughing matter, man. Hmm? It's not a laughing matter. I can tell you that. So I, I just um I just can't I just can't go with 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 that. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Daniel Cameron's got a white wife. He's a Republican. He spoke at the the, the convention. He's in office. You know, he's doing what, what politicians do. Why, why, why are you mad? Because he's doing what politicians do. You got to do what we do as people. You got to do what you got to do. Upset, get emotional, have a speech. <laughs> we got to do a little bit more than that. I do a little bit more than that. That's why I was like, yo, I went all the way down to the Million Man March. And... It was good. I was glad to be there. People was like, yo, why are you going, man? You know, you know Farrakhan and uh, Farrakhan and you know, you just, you know, you know, he's Muslim and you in church and uh, because I um I have a mind and I and I think differently. Like, yo, I think this is this is good. I think I want to be a part of you know, you need that connectivity. You need you need, you know, that brotherhood, that sol- solidarity, you know, you're standing together. Yeah, I'm like, yo. Yeah, so I made the sacrifice and I went. You know, even despite people talking about, yo, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. I went because I wanted to. That's because that's that's what that's what a thinking, functioning human being does. They make decisions based off of what they feel is best for them. So they I went. And now afterwards, I'm like, yo, what's next? Don't get me all riled up, you know, thinking I hear a nice speech, I'm there. What do we do next? What's next? If it's just a speech and we ain't doing anything afterwards, then send me the audio. I can, you know, I can save myself the time of driving, um, you know, down to Maryland, D.C. So I can get the audio. If all we're going to do is just talk and we're not doing anything afterwards, what's the point? What's the point? I don't, you know, I want to, I want to, you know, where the rubber meets the road. You want to get involved. You want to do something. I don't just want to stand on the sidelines and just, just talk. What's up? What's going on, man? That's the guy that came from behind in the picture and smoked me, man. Woo! You got a race this weekend? I actually had a race here in Meriden, but I didn't sign up for it. They have another one that's going to be in October. I didn't sign up for that one either. I should, you know. Maybe a good idea to go for the run. I might go at the start if it hadn't already started already. It probably did, but mm, 
And then it's this thing where, I guess it's the, to me, it's just like the group think. And, and, and one of the group think things is like, yo, I don't, you know, I don't, if, 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 if you fuck with people that I don't fuck with, then I don't really like, I don't, I don't really, you know, I'm not going to be talking to you. And my, my thing is like, I, okay. I understand, you know, what you just said, but I'm curious. I just ask questions like, so what happened between you and them? Like, because every, there's two, three sides of the story. And if we just follow that logic, if somebody doesn't like you, and now they, 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 they start a smear campaign against you so people won't like you, then, then, then say, okay, well, then I don't, I don't really, you, you have, you can have like these little things going on. It's like, what happened? Well, what, what's the issue? What was the issue? What was the issue? Because maybe, maybe it could just be you have personalities that, that are just different. You have personalities that clash. Yeah, that's the situation when people voted by looking at him. Exactly. Just looked at the face, and then it was like, oh, yeah, he's black. You're absolutely right. Oh, I'm going to vote for him without, without doing any homework, without asking any questions. And that's what I'm saying. People don't ask questions like, why? what is it about you and that individual? And I listen to stories. I like stories. I listen to stories. I want to know, like, some people's personalities clash. Some people have, some people, even though they, they might be in a leadership position, they would rather lead followers than lead leaders. See, it's easier to lead followers. It's easier. You're, they're not going to ask you many questions. Where, where, where we going? Let's go. But I ask questions. I want to know. Like why? I ask. I give you a case in point. Working at a, uh, um, in East New York, we're about to take a group of kids to uh, to DC. We're getting on this bus. All right, it's a community-based organization. They rent this bus. The bus is having problems before we leave East New York. Now, are you skeptical as a passenger? The bus is having problems before we go on the trip. Okay. A red flag goes off in my head. I'm like, okay, this looks like some budget bus here. I don't know if this is going to make it all the way to D.C., you know. But I'm, I'm an employee. All right. I'm, is, is, are we going to be okay? I asked the question, are we going to be okay? We'll be fine. You know, you know, trust me. All right. Fine. We get down to D.C. And then, um, you know, time to go we go to the event and everything now we're coming back home and <clears throat> you see where this is going right the bus breaks down so now i asked the question back in east new york is this bus going to make it now i'm an employee you have my my i was a case manager you had the the senior case manager who was there and then you had the director of the program who was there these are the layers of leadership and then you had the bus driver who was there Okay, so, all right. Now the bus breakdown, stuff happens. But I asked the question back in East New York, yo, is, is this going to be okay? Are we going to be okay? And now we're on the side of the road on 95, and I'm asking the question because now we got to get the kids off the bus. And now we're on the side of the road. Now this is a dangerous situation. Now my life and the lives of these children are in jeopardy now because we're standing on the side of the road. This is dangerous. This is not a good look. So now I'm asking, yeah, like, why are we, like, why did we take, why didn't we? And now you're upset. Now you're mad. 
And you don't want me asking questions. Like, mm, like you should, you, sh- you, you got to be able to ask questions. You got to be able to ask questions. And you got to be, if you're a leader, you got to be able to feel those questions. You got to take the, the, the tough questions, man. Like, yo. It might, it's not really helpful now. Yeah, it wasn't helpful now. It was helpful back then. But it's just not just go along, don't say anything, stand on the sideline because you have people asking questions and then you can't give them answers because you feel as though, you know, I I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to stir the pot. I don't want to make people upset. People can take the truth. Give it to them. Let them know what the truth is. Don't sugarcoat it. And this is what we have in leadership right now. You have people not sharing the truth, just, just telling them, oh, no, everything's going to be okay. No, nothing to look at, nothing to see here, folks. Everything is fine. And then you realize, wow, we are in a pandemic and everything is not fine. You know, you got down in, uh, in, in, I was reading, they said down in, in Florida, they've seen an uptake. You know, he's opened back up the entire state. Like, yo, party over here <laughs> and it said new york and california folks who were managing it they're still going through um sort of like a a, a depression hmm. he said it might not be uh mm, that's that's kind of odd so you did the right thing and we'll, we'll eventually come out of it but it's just like yo it's crazy so i don't know if you went to the questions so the question was um there, there, there are three questions if you're bilingual what languages, if you were bilingual languages, would you speak? A, French, B, English and Spanish, C, Canadian and English. And so you had to record your answers. All right. How old were you when you learned to ride a bike? Were you five, seven or 19? Hmm. Do you think tricycles lead to A, codependent addiction on tires? B, a great butt. C, a long and happy life. So you kept your um, your answers in mind. So if you answered A to at least three questions, then you should be a bike messenger specializing in Zen, cones, and paratric poetry. These are not real jobs. If you answered B to at least one question, then you might consider a position as a copy editor for a newspaper on the upper side of lower and or the lower end of Manhattan. Mm. If you answered C to more than two of these questions, then you're missing a training wheel or two. <laughs> Mm-mm. So the, the thing was bike messenger. What's going on, Tari? Let's see if you uh if I can get you on here. Let's see if I can add you on to the call, my man. Are we connecting, connecting, connecting? Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. What's going on, man? How many miles do you have? Uh, 10 today. Oh, wow. You said easy peasy, just 10. Just knocking it back. No races? Nah, I ain't racing. I'm not racing. Just training. You don't trust the protocols in place. Let me bring you up here. So um, this is going to be part of the podcast. So I just want the mic to be the audio to pick up your voice as well. 
So if I look a little, if I look a little, yeah, I do look a little strange right here. But at least the mic, you'll hear them. <laughs> you hear the mic. So you just, so how do you, how are you staying race ready, um, given um, the pandemic? I mean, right now, well, for instance, this month I'm just, um, I am uh, streaking, so I'm running a whole month with. Uh, you know, every day this month, because uh, we have a guy... Did you say shrieking? And, uh, Did you say shrieking like you're yeah. running nude? No. I thought you said shrieking. Oh, I thought you yeah. said shrieking like he's... Run streak. Run, run streak. streak. Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, your mind going in the wrong direction there. I'm like, why is he doing... Like, I, I don't... I, I'm trying to find a connection, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that would be a good thing to do right now. Yeah, yeah, that that'd be problematic. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I I know what to do in terms of running. So, mm-hmm. in terms of keep myself, you know, I'll run easy most of the week, and two or three runs out of the week, I'll do a little tempo just to keep my um pace and my heart rate up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't lose, you know, my pace. You know, so I'll, I'll like today was just a ten miler. It was. For me, it was easy to moderate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably run. I'm running another tomorrow. That might be a little bit faster. That'll be my up tempo run. Mm-hmm. Weekend. Now, are you um, are you scheduling? Are you giving yourself a schedule, or are you just getting up and just you know winging it, or are you just going kind of off of a a, a previous plan? Uh, slightly off a of previous plan. I mean, like I said, I know. With my training plan, this is my off-season right now. I'll probably pick up um, training again starting in the um, late fall to to winter, uh, get ready for possible racing in the spring and of next year. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, so right now it's just putting in the miles, keeping my base miles up, and also just working on little things like form and cadence mm-hmm. and um, hill training. So with no with no races on the horizon, how are you? Um, like, are are you are you finding like struggling uh, struggling to get up and, and and stay motivated or to get out and run, or is it just you've already made the adjustment in your mind? Or well, it's you know it helps. Then, like, I'm in a bunch of running groups, so when you wake up and you look at Strava or you look at. Um, like it's some of my running groups and it's like six o'clock in the morning they got they, they did 13 miles like oh okay I gotta go out bottom of the list because they see it and I see it so it, it's accountability so by me being in all these different groups and seeing that they run it helps me motivated to get out and go and, and run it it's, you know and like on Garmin I'm in a couple of uh, like challenges and that helps me keep account keep myself accountable um, that can, helps me motivate. Every once in a while, we have like little challenges where we do a speed workout and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Um, that keeps me motivated and stuff like that. So to, to run every day, mm. and I see, you know, and that's that's pretty much which it. But but my one one thing is, once you get into a routine and it becomes habit, mm-hmm. it's easy just to continue to do um, the stuff. I mean, is it some days you like? I don't feel like running. Yeah. I had, to, I had a couple of those days this week, mm. you know, but. And what do you like, do when, the, when that happens? What do you do when that happens? When you have those off days where you feel like, ah, oh, man, not today. I don't feel like doing it today. 
you know, what I'll do, I'll put in my mind, I'll say, you know what, maybe I don't feel like doing eight today. I'll do, I'll do four. And I'll just get out there, and at the first two miles, I'll make a determination about if I'll keep going. And most of the time, you know, after the first two miles, oh, I don't feel too bad. I'll go end up doing what I was originally going to do. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you just have to get out there. Yeah. The longer you sit there dwelling on it, like, you're not going to get out there. You talk yourself and out of it, huh? Again, about accountability. Yeah, for me, it's accountability. So if I don't get out there, um, and everybody else did, I feel bad. Mm. So just, you know, so I just get out there and do it. I'm getting, I'm approaching uh, this month. I'm at 163 for the month. Wow. Which is the most miles I've put since, so far since March. Mm. March and April. Wow. And I was actually training for mm-hmm. something I thought it was. Wow. So. That's what's up. How long have you been running now? How many years have you been, been running? running since high oh, man. <laughs> 20 plus years but you know what I took a 10 year but, but I took like almost like a 10 year hiatus after college mm-hmm. when I really wasn't running okay um, and that put me in a situation where where I I got up to like 200 something pounds and I was like you're okay that's not gonna work for me whoa whoa wait a second um, really? yeah oh man I did not know that part of your um your history man yeah you know but well, that comes from being a foodie, so you know if I'm gonna be eating all the time, I I gotta run. <laughs> <laughs> but at the time, I was also yeah, I was really I was eating really bad back then because I could cook, so mm-hmm. you know I just cook and eat, cook and eat, cook and eat, and you know that's one other thing I like to do besides running. So, but yeah, now I got a much healthier lifestyle, mm-hmm. um, and I eat differently, but I also train differently. You know. I actually just started finally getting back to the gym, and I paid the price last week. Oh, man. I did leg workouts for the first time in, four, like, four months, mm-hmm. and it felt like it. <laughs> I was in pain for, like, four days. I made the mistake because I had a routine last year where I used to do my leg workouts usually on a Sunday because I usually have to my long runs, mm-hmm. and that gives me time to recover. So by Wednesday, when I have track workouts or another high tempo, my legs are recovered. Mm-hmm. I made a mistake. I did it on a Thursday. So by the time Saturday comes, my legs were still hurting. Mm. And it and, and and that made my 15-mile feel harder than it should. Wow. Yep. I, yeah, so, yeah. So what, what, let me ask you a question, man. What time do you go to bed at night? And what time do you uh, get up in the morning? Well, depends. I usually get to bed most days, especially with work. Probably about between 10 and 11 o'clock. Okay. And I usually get up around 6.30 to 7 most days. Okay. With or without an alarm? Huh? With or without the assistance of an alarm? Um, I actually, my body now just wakes me up at the same time every day. Gotcha. I don't usually have to use an alarm. Because I'm a light sleeper, so... It don't take much to wake me up. As soon as I, my, my, my body knows there's light or something, it mm-hmm. wakes me up. Gotcha, and you just start the day. And, uh, yeah, so once I, you know, start to see the light and wake up, I just, I just get up and do my thing. Final, final question for you, man. What was the, uh, yeah. what was the, the event that caused you to, uh, to start pursuing a healthy lifestyle after you were over, um, 200 pounds? Um, believe it or not, it was 
marathon that I ran in like 2013. That was my worst marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew then that I had to make some changes because that was a horrible marathon. I was running on one leg mostly, and uh, I was half injured. I wasn't really properly training, and I just felt awful. And then it took me like a week and a half to recover from that run. That was my worst one. I did mostly walking. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was kind of heavyweight going into it. I was probably at that point like 196. Mm-hmm. And I ran it and I finished the marathon in five hours and 20. Yeah, 524. Mm. And then I was like, you know, at that point, I was like, one thing I love, I always love running. At that point, I didn't really love running. And that, you know, and I was like, okay, I had to do something, make some changes. And even that was gradual change. It wasn't um, something like, oh, and I, it, it took time. It took, it took a lot of time. You know, I just gradually started running more. I got into some running groups. I got uh, hooked with uh, Black Men Run, which really started the transformation, mm-hmm. uh, being more consistent. And, and then, of course, the last two or three years when I started training with a actual training group, that things started to exponentially change. Mm. Which group is that? Uh, that'll be uh, Fastest Together um, with uh, Coach Medina in New York. Um, okay. He trains a lot of uh, people for the marathon, Boston Marathon, and a lot of other marathons. Mm. And the, the project is to get the sub three or sub four. Mm-hmm. Um, I started with them after my Chicago marathon a couple years ago. I ran 402, which was actually a personal best for me at that point. Woo-woo! Um, yeah. So, and then I trained, I started training with him that winter after that race. That was two years ago. Mm-hmm. Just two years ago. Mm. And then, uh, and, and a lot of people in that group, um, in all ages, were running uh, under four hours. Wow. Okay. So, in, even like last week, they, uh, they did, their, a lot of them did their virtuals. Mm-hmm. And the first five guys in that group, in the virtual, in Central Park, by the way, they did five groups in Central Park. Mm-hmm. Um, they ran between 2.30 and 3.08. Damn. Killing it. Yeah, so. That's what's up, and I, man. You know, I went on and cheered them on. And a lot of those guys are in the group that I train with. Um, one of the guys ran 301. He is, is two years older than me. Mm. That's what's you up, know, man. And I, you know, so, you know, it's a good training in their training group. And uh, so that, you know, I like I like that. And we talk about a lot of things, nutrition. And and training is, is intense because you see some of my workouts that I've done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, man. And that's their workout, stuff like that. So, wow. you know. Yo, man, thank you so much for, 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 for jumping on the live. I certainly do appreciate it, man. And um, Yeah, definitely. I, yo, enjoy the rest of your day. That's my man. We um we did a race together in in um in Brooklyn. And we got the picture. And I think at some, at one point, you know, I passed him and I don't see him any longer. But in the picture, he's behind me. At the finish line, he's in front of me. <laughs> I was like, where, where did he, 
Where did it come from? It was just like a gradual thing. So it's it's good to see, you know, everyone has their own um finds their own method, their own way of 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 staying fit and active during the uh during the pandemic or just during the off season when they're not training or or they don't have a race. And this this is the first time that I can remember where we um, you know, it's just like everyone was impacted because if you were running, it's like, yo, because no races anywhere. And so just kind of a lot of stuff kind of shut down. And, and what did people do, you know, during the um, during the pandemic and how do you stay focused? And so he finds um, encouragement through uh, through participating in, in groups, whether it's on travel or Garmin or whatever, or, or a, a live group that he attends in um, in New York City for training. And that's how you get that's how you get better. You know, that's how you stay engaged. Um, yeah, from my find finding a group in in Connecticut. When I when I say I don't see a lot of people running that looks like me, it's not even so much it. Part of it, it it's not it's not about race uh, or the race in, in, even doing races or anything. To me, it's more about just a healthy lifestyle. Like I would I I think if I if I walk up to somebody like I walked into a store. That was in, um, it was opening, <clears throat> so they have a grand opening today. It's a sneaker store. It's something that I'm interested in. So we have something in common. Um, so if I can approach someone that looks like me or whatever, they might be more inclined to talk to me. You know, it'd be a little harder for me to walk into a, a um, not harder. I, I wouldn't feel uncomfortable. Um, I walk up and talk to a variety of people. But, it, you know, seeing a black guy walk up to, uh, a, you know, a young black guy and saying to him, yo, you know, we're talking about running or you're talking about shoes, you you make, you know, you establish a connection or whatever. Yo, let's go out for a run. That might, you know, just understanding the benefits of it and just figuring out, like, how do you have other people get out to run and you're staying fit and I think you'll be less inclined to, to it just, there's so many opportunities that open up afterwards you know oh man i'm out i feel a little feel a little tight feel a little uh, feel a little stressed coming in from work let me go out for a workout or whatever and you're doing something that's going to and you have a benefit and a long-term benefit is going to sustain your life yeah it's a good sell man so yeah i would like to see more people who look like me out running they don't necessarily have to look like me they have to be as ugly as me you know just this yeah the complexion you know whatever you get it Hopefully you do. Listen, thank you so much for tuning in. Certainly do appreciate it. I don't know what y'all got going on today, but whatever it is, y'all make it a good one. Peace. Good morning, Jackie, Nancy. Have a good day. Will, y'all take it easy. Michael, later.